With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The arenas and mainly the um, the promoters, yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe me and Ryan Garcia or me and Tank Davis. I know those have been talked about. I'm always up for a good fight like that, a fun fight for the fans. Welcome to Spotlight Interview. I'm George Jakovic with the champions, Pauli Mananaji and Chris Algieri. And who do we have in the house? The best 140-pound fighter in the world, the takeover, Teofimo Lopez. Mr. Lopez, thank you for being here. Hey, thank you guys for having me here. I'm very excited. It's been a long overdue time talking. <laughs> you know, but before we jump into things, you you tend to retire, unretire, retire. So are you retired right now or unretired? I just want to get that straight. I'm retired still. I mean, nothing. To, you know, I want to thank the WBO. I mean, I got elevated to super world champion as well. So, you know, I think I it's been long overdue. So it's, it gives me that more time frame to really focus on my personal life right now that I need to fix up. I got you. All right. Well, you know what? I want to jump right into it, and then the guys can follow. But um, recently in boxing, Ryan Garcia and Terrence Crawford, they they came out and, and challenged fighters to bring the sport together, said that it's up to fighters to bring the sport together. And I know on your social media, you're very outspoken in that area that fighters need to take control. I, I want you to tell us your your plan or what, what you think could fix the sport of boxing? I mean, I understand what Crawford and Ryan Garcia may be trying to say or do. Um, it could be a stunt to look good, or it could be honestly an honest factor of what we need to change. Um, for myself, I really believe that for us to change anything in the sport, we got to start obviously with um, with our performances on social, really. Um, mine was always a a big thing until until I got to a certain degree in this world and in, in, in the boxing world in the community. But that that takes away from what's going on with these other fighters. Not a lot of these guys are taking any challenges, any anything. You know, I thought coming into this, you know, um, me setting the tone when I fought Vasily Lomachenko back in 2020. Um, you know, in those moments right there, I was just trying to show everybody. Of course, it's going to be hard, and we're going to take risks. But that's what that's what champions is all about. That's what's breaded. And then look what happened afterwards. We had so many champions going to wanting to become undisputed world champion after that, and we had so many after that, and it's been successful, uh, very successful. However, you know, you see now the dime, downplay is obviously the cash flow, the money, this and that. However, you know, some promoters. I'm not going to name any names right now, but obviously in that group, uh, they're looking more so for um, the fan base. 
you know, and if you're not a widespread um, fan base, for instance, Frank Martin. Frank Martin was uh, someone that people were looking forward to see Shakur fight. Um, some say that this guy was arguably someone that could give him trouble. Um, something ca- came up with, I guess, the money. Due to that situation, and the fight fell off. But when I was in that time, and it was my turn to face someone like, let me say, Lomachenko, um, I, w- I agreed to a contract confirmed deal with Vasily Lomachenko at that time for $1.3 million. You know, and that's, uh, that may not seem like, um, that may seem like a lot to other people, but during the times, um, after taxes, after paying everybody, you know, it definitely cuts uh, at least half of that. You know, but you facing somebody like that, you, you, the rewards are much more fruitful afterwards when you beat the guy like that. And I think that these guys are not seeing that kind of vision. They're not seeing the, the amount of we need fights to be made. Um, there is so much that, honestly, that we can change, but it starts with the fighters now. You know, Teo, I, I, you made a point, a couple of good points here. Um, I want to give more context to the $1.3 million because people are going to assume that's a lot of money, but you already took a chance before that. You already earned that one3 fighting Richard Comey and winning the IBF title. So people, because to the average layman who $1.3 million is a lot of money to, they're going to say, oh, he's complaining about $1.3 million. It's not really the case that you were just given $1.3 million for nothing. You already had earned that by beating Richard Comey, beating uh, Diego Magda, uh, with Diego, I forget the Magdalena. Which Magdalena would you be? You'd be one of yeah, the Magdalena brothers. Diego. Yeah. And, you know, you were taking, I felt, tougher fights as a prospect slash contender than other guys who followed that road that were getting some of the same, even more hype. I felt like you were always taking the tougher fights. And then, of course, I felt like you are the only one that actually beat Lomachenko in a way where it's, you know, it's kind of solidified. It's competitive, but yet you can, I don't think there's an argument for for, for Lomachenko win the fight, you know? So uh, I think, you know, you, you earned it in a, in a fashion where I'm going to outright say, bro, I don't know how the hell you lost to Cambosos because you should be number top one, two, or three pound for pound, bro. Pound, I was really you should be on a pound for pound list. Hey, oh, you're that was, good. You're that good. I was good. really sick. I don't I understand. Really you know, people don't give you a chance now. People don't mention pound for pound lists and they don't mention Tofimo Lopez. You should be all over that conversation, but that loss right there, man, you would be all over that because you would have that kind of, you are that kind of level fighter. And I tell people, they're like, ah, ah, and I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, that was a one off, bro. But now I'm just I, I gotta get that off my chest because I've had a lot of arguments with people on behalf of you because of that. Well, no, nah, yeah, I get it, champ. I mean, look, Paulie, at the end of it all, too, man, it's um, it's more than that. I I I kind of like shake up the globe for boxing, you know. I do. I shake it up a little bit. Sometimes people are doing the same things that these uh, like these chairmen want to do, and sometimes you gotta stick them with a jab a little bit here and there, keep them on their toes. You can't let these chairmen over here just because they've had it for thirty plus years, forty plus years in the game think that they know and control. Sometimes you need a young guy that's uh, a little bit brashy to go out there and, like, um, you know, you don't want no fighting wars with these people, but you do want to keep them on their toes and let them know, hey, shit, no, uh, sorry for my language, but stuff ain't no, um, it's not easy over here, you know? So for myself, man, I know that I paved the way, but look at this, Paulie. After that, my minimums are 2.2, right? But then after fighting in New York, come on now, state, federal, on top of trainings, on top of California, the worst places to fight. I know. Exactly, you know, and um, and then look what happened. For instance, we had December 9th, Heisman night this year. Um, I was given the opportunity, especially after beating um, 
formerly undisputed world champion Josh Taylor, right, at 140. So then they arguably was just going back and forth with me about this stuff about December 9th. And I said, no, I'm not. You know, there's a, there's a thing that people don't understand. Um, but this is the thing. I'm at this point now in my, in my career, fellas, that a lot of the decisions that I make now are no longer about the takeover and, and me being great at what I do. This is now starting to become something where, where every decision I make is going to affect the other guys that I want to follow me. You know, so every decision I do make moving forward has to be accurate, has to be with patience, and I do have to be very um, passionate about it. So, you know, for instance, MSG, December 9th this year, I said no. Um, there's things that I don't take accountable um, for people's actions. I, I'm not going to justify them. So, you know, in fight contracts, you've done this before I even get, got into the game. You know that we always sign contracts, and and every time we sign contracts, we sign contracts with the arena, with the promoter, with the network, so on and so forth, right? So last year when I fought Santa Martin, I asked for three songs. I told them they played it for me the day before, on Friday night. Saturday night came, they played those three songs, but what they didn't actually play was my first song, which was what the most important song usually for a fighter mentally. Um, it was Quiet Storm by Mob Deep. Instead, they played Many, Many Man without my consent. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's something, is, is, if, if, not, if I'm not mistaken, a code of conduct, you're binding our contract, you know? And at that moment, you know, I can't do anything. But, of course, my emotions spiked after the fight. Obviously, I questioned myself and said, do I still have it? Um, but going always into that. Then I was like, man, I could, I don't want to say the word. But I could do something to these guys. But what is that going to do for me at the end? You know, I'm still going up the ranks. I'm still climbing my name. I can't really, so for say, try to be a big shot because of what I see a mental move that people are doing on me without anyone else knowing on the back end. Um, so I'm dealing with these things. Obviously, you've seen the guys, you guys seen the fight with, uh, with Josh Salem and myself, and they almost made it a tie or some sort, you know? So a lot of these things that I'm dealing with, that a lot of people don't understand what I'm facing. Um, so I say, you know what? This is how we're going to play it. You want me back? This fear is what it is. You want me back? Then we could do something like that. I pitched them. I pitched MSG a very nice idea that, you know, obviously I'm sure you guys have been hearing um, Oscar De La Hoya pitch around, you know? So uh, these are things, man, that I really do. I really do. Um, I really do make, man. I, I, I bring some good ideas. Look, this is what people are talking about. I think it's a fight that a lot of people want to see. Is that something that you can talk about? Are we going to see you, the takeover on Super Bowl weekend? Uh, first things first, you know, we got to let these guys get their wins, you know, and get their um, get their feet wet at the 140 division. You know, everybody changes, you know, and their plans could change the moment they feel those punches, you know. So I can't really say um, for certain. However, the uh, these are things that I did talk about. These are things that we pitched out um, to the 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 arenas. Excuse me, the arenas and mainly the um, the promoters. Yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe me and Ryan Garcia or me and Tank Davis. I know those have been talked about. I'm always up for a, a good fight like that, a fun fight for the fans. You're 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 definitely missed. 
uh, when it comes to, to these guys that we're talking about. And that, that, that fight, I, we've talked about it on air too. That's, that's, that's a great fight, one that you've definitely you've earned. I mean, you've been fighting the top dogs, like I said. So that's, uh, that's what's up. We, ho- we hope you're back soon. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, um, everything is just with time right now. You know, I just turned 26 a couple months ago. And um, right now, just that's the part. I think my key right now, what did they always say? It's been an old time saying a happy fighter is a dangerous fighter. So, I mean, for me to go out there against Josh Taylor throughout the things that were trying to be thrown at me and having fun that night. You know, um, I love the way things work. I love the way, um, you know, my my Lord works. I really do. You know, Taylor, that, that Josh Taylor win as well. It's another one uh, that's a feather in your hat as far as the kind of win that your your peers have not been able to get. When you beat Lomachenko, that was the kind of win. Okay, yeah, Haney got the win later. First of all, I didn't think Haney beat him, number one. And number two, it's mm-hmm. a difference. It's an older Lomachenko. You beat Lomachenko at a time when he's a little bit younger. So you're getting feather sort of feathers in your hat. When you beat Comey, I thought Comey was more dangerous than the guys Haney was fighting, which were a uh, 100-year-old Gamboa and a 100-year-old uh, uh, Linares. And I, you know? and I got like 850 for Comey. I got yeah. like 850. So okay, so what I'm but what I'm saying is you also you know you took the world title, which was which is the most important thing. You took the IBF title at that point. That's As I of, thought, right? <laughs> yeah. So so what I'm saying is you know these were feathers in your hat because you were getting these wins at a time where others weren't getting them. Yes, those guys ended up you know taking L's afterwards and whatnot. But now Josh Taylor is another one like that. Josh Taylor had was he had won the World Boxing Super Series. Okay, he might have been looked a little beatable against Catterall, but he still had the O on his record, and you're the one that beat him. So. Um, and he beat progress. Yeah, and and yeah, progress. Yeah, and so so and he beat progress exactly. So so that's what I'm saying. It was a big big win for you because uh, that guy won the World Boxing Super Series. He beat progress and everybody else in that tournament. You know, and then he came back and beat Ramirez right after the tournament. You know what I'm saying? So and then you came back and beat him handily. You know, so so again, these are wins. You know, uh, all those wins they they came at a moment where those were guys that nobody wanted to touch. Not only did you go at them, but then you beat them. You know what I mean? So there's there's beating certain guys, and then there's beating certain guys at a time when nobody wants to touch them. And unfortunately, what I notice is when 10, 20 years goes by and people look at the names on people's records, they don't understand the timing of everything. You fought these guys, for me, at a time where they were more dangerous and at a time where where these other people didn't want to fight them. Other people may fight them later, and they do. But the, 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 the high danger point comes when you fought them. But that's the thing, Paulie. That's what lets me know all these fighters that I don't care if you they're you guys are like fans of them or whatnot. You don't understand. It's a mental game. If they don't take a fighter like that during the times that they believe they're ready, then you're not ready and you don't believe in yourself. I'll always outwin you mentally. Yeah, the reason well, why the tank, all right, the reason why the tank Davis won't happen is obviously they have their um they have their mock-up plan of what they're gonna do with Javante. They're able to do it, it works, a good system. He doesn't have to go above the B level. He doesn't have to go below the C level. He stays right there in the middle. You know what I'm saying? So, um, or the, below the D level. That that's one of the things. Like it's everyone has put this idea. It's a business. It's a business. It's a business for the managers, the promoters, and the networks. But as the fighters, it is also a business. But it's our business first before anything else. I think that's the thing. Reason why, okay, look, Paulie, I, I, and to everyone here, I, I'll give you guys a very good example. Me and Taylor. Okay, people are going to debate it. I became undisputed beating Vasily Lomachenko in 2020. People could, could debate it. Okay. All right. So after that, Taylor won and became undisputed. All right. 
I remember a couple years back. I mean, I called about the Showtime two years back. I called about this with Mauricio Suleiman and Bob Arum. I remember, let's do an Undisputed versus Undisputed. They said they couldn't. Well, what did we just have right now? Canelo and Charlo, Undisputed versus Undisputed. See, there's three types of people in this world, and this is the things that, that play different roles. There's poor people, rich people, and wealthy people. The poor people talk about the things that they want. The rich people show the things that they have. But the wealthy people... The wealthy, wealthy people come up with the ideas, which is everything. And and that's the kind of man I am for this sport, as I believe. I brought a, a, a multi-billion dollar company of Bud Light to come into the sport of boxing now. And now they're signing guys like Xander Zayas, and they're going to probably sign more fighters. But how did that happen? Through a fighter like myself, clean image, not in the streets, no thug life, no nothing, just clean. A lot of these corporate people, if you want to live, if you want to reach that kind of exponential wealth, because that's a different kind of security. I walk alone, but best believe I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So there's a different kind of structure. And these fighters maybe are still looking at that Mayweather blueprint. Um, that was Mayweather blueprint. That probably sort of could have worked before the 2020s and before COVID. We're in a different era now. COVID is is definitely on a different route. Whatever, whether it was a scheme or not, that's that's all that's all up in the up in the air. But that right there, we have to be um, honest about ourselves. Are we bringing enough? The MMA is coming in, UFC, you see PFL, you see you see Bellator, and people are talking about more about these guys and and why? Because fans don't care no more whether you win or lose. <laughs> we just gotta let that go. You know what I mean? Look at my record. If you can see right below, 19 and 1, 13 knockouts. But I'm a seven-time world champion in seven years and a two-time weight divisional champion, two-linear world champion. And and the thing is, it's like all you need is someone that's going to support you on your backbone. I do have mine, but they're a little bit higher than the chairman that we're talking about. So it takes a little longer. But for everyone else coming up on the ranks, um, take your time with these things. You're going to get to your spots. Um, figure out what kind of uh, fan base you're trying to shoot for. Me is going to go mainly trying to go for like PG-13, uh, more for the kids, so on and so forth. Um, but everybody has to just find their own game plan, man. Well, Tio, you, you brought up something. You said that you're very outspoken and, and you are. Um, there there were some problems with ESPN. And, you know, it, it came out where you said that they only promote the black fighters. I mean, I'm uh, I'm not quoting you correctly, but... You were accused by a lot of people as being a racist, which mm -hmm. it was just you giving your point of view. I mean, can you talk about that at all? Oh, yeah, man. I'm a champion. They, they got to Can't say nothing. I have it. So, um, no, at that moment when I was expressing those things, it was just really just the whole um, situation that I was seeing. You know, I'm saying, hey, man, everyone has to do what they have to do. I understand. But like. Do not forget the agenda. It's about the fighters. You keep them happy and you see how far it could go. You know, but I guess because of the way I've been so outspoken, my father doesn't help, obviously. <laughs> so with him involved, um, it's always been like this since the amateurs, though. I won the U.S. Olympic trials and didn't represent USA in the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Olympic Games, um, which at the end, ended up becoming forfeited, really, because he suspended all the judges and the referees. So this has been going on in my career for a long time. I'm dealing with a different battle than these fighters. These fighters are dealing with trying to get rich and have a good lifestyle. I'm dealing with the actual system. 
you know, and and that's that that is okay. It happens, and it happens to the toughest ones, right? So, so me right now is like, fuck them, fuck them. I'm gonna make sure these fighters find have at least a good a good avenue to take, because you don't have to take shit from nobody. All you have to do is go, keep your head up high, stay positive, smile at the faces that you need to smile to, shake the hands that you gotta shake, and and go out there and beat whoever's in front of you. You know, and keep yourself out of trouble. It's that simple, but it's not, right? Um, man, I have so many things. I would like to fight Javante Davis, absolutely. I would like to fight Ryan Garcia. Yeah, that's cool. You know, um, we try to make a fight happen with George Cambosis, but they'd rather take the fight with Lomachenko in Australia, make some more money, and then face us. Out and wait for something big, or would you take something in between to stay busy? If since you said a lot of them are wrapped up at the, at the moment. I know that the... Um, the probably the, I don't know if this is the smartest, but I know I hear people always say, you know, stay active. That's always going to keep you good. You know what I'm saying? But I can always stay active in the gym as long as I'm sparring. That keeps me in my distance. That's all I need. You know, um, I don't really need much as far as that goes. I really just want to take care of, like, the personal things that I have yet. To, I've been pushing to the side because what do I do? I go into camp for, like, two, three months. I go into camp for like two, three months, and and you know, then I'm not seeing my son. You know, he's about to be two next year, uh, next month. I mean, he's gonna be two next month, and I probably only got to see him probably for nine months throughout his whole whole life. So you know, those are little things that I need to really, I need to just put forth. You know, so much stuff is going on in this world. So many bad things are happening. Um, at least in God's eyes, I just want to show I'm doing my part as well as a as a father at the same time. You know, I can't forget my my kid. I can't forget those things, priorities. You know, we may have the boxing world and we may see how things are going on. We lost two major um, major networks, Showtime and HBO, you know, and that hurts. That kind of gives us a wake-up call that something's not going well for our sport. Uh, what can we do to change it? I think that a lot of it may need to also be on the promoters. They have this thing that they have scheduled in, and I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'll be honest, guys. I don't like what I'm seeing with these promoters now. It's almost as if uh, I feel so. I feel sorry for the MMA fighters that deal with it with the UFC, but that's what it's leaning co- closer to. It's like they grab little snips of everything. Everybody grabs snips of everything from everyone. That's how ideas are made, or that's how they stay stay on top. We as fighters are the reason why the fans come and the reason why they get these $20 million gates. You know, it's not because of how well they put the shows. I'm sorry. Although that plays a key, it's the fighters. And 100%. we, it's the fighters and we need that. We need that, uh, we need that recognition, but we need that reminder. So to all those fighters, remind yourself, but also don't, don't like struck yourself out like Frank Martin did. No one's going to want to work with that kid. Sorry, but no one's going to – that guy is not going to get a world title shot for a while, for a fat minute. I promise you, if if Al Heyman doesn't have anything lined up for that kid as far as for maybe tank or make up a, a belt for him, that, that kid alone is not going to have anything. So I think anyone, if you want to be like a Frank Martin, good luck in the sport because you're already going to have it hard. You only call your shots when once you have like a little bit going as far as whether it's uh, some awards, prospect of the year, um, a ring magazine belt, something in that sort. You got to have some prized possession. Then you could call your shot a little bit more. Um, but these guys don't understand that. They don't understand that. 
Teofimo Lopez joining us. Teo, I, I, I have one quick thing, and then we're going to let you go because you've uh, you've graced us with your presence, and we appreciate it. But you talked about uh, seeing your son, your son Junior, and you know people can see your son on 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 your Instagram posts. Um, I'm a father of three, so you seem to be someone who really embraces being a dad. It's you know, and yeah. I and I think that's a that's a great thing to see. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, thank you, George. No, you know, look at my father. You know, he did a phenomenal job with me despite everything. So, you know, um, I just want to follow in those footsteps to to lead a better generation. If that's what it's all about. We always talk about it. Even as fighters, eventually we we get hit so hard that we end up snapping into it and realizing, wait, this is for the long run. I need to have generational wealth, you know? So it all comes into that in those parts. But, like, there was something I thought about guys i thought about uh like why not put boxing mma and then have show have have a combination in one show one night you have a little bit of but it's gonna be hard because it's two different kinds of uh sets of arenas it's a cage and then a ring <laughs> just well, trying to Paulie, see what we can paulie chris um i don't know if you you guys have any last uh comments questions or words for teal paulie no all good champ thank you for taking the time today we appreciate your uh your uh you talking to us Nah, yeah, a little input. Yeah. A little insight, man. Thank you, guys. Tell your, pops you said, tell your pops we said hello, too. Yeah, for sure, man. Thank you, guys. But Tiafimo Lopez, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you subscribe. Download ProBox TV. Get the app because you get fighters like Tiafimo Lopez. You never know who's going to come. Remember to subscribe. Again, ProBox TV is your boxing channel. <laughs>